You are listening to You've Got Five Options show, where every week Marta and Anna abandon their five children, two partners, and one cat to make a show especially for you. An artist, a challenge, a bullshit, a wisdom, and a surprise. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello, everyone. This is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. And... And it's Corona times, so nothing is normal. Therefore, instead of giving you part two of the part one that we have done last time, we are just simply going to do something different. Yeah, actually, guys, uh, if you are our regular listeners, you know that we uh, decided to tackle the five most common challenges that people might have in those coronavirus times. If you are interested about listening uh, to our thoughts on the first two challenges, which were, Marta, what that was? Well, I know that one of them was about uh, protesting when you cannot protest. And the other one was about sending your children to school, yay or nay. Yes, uh, and that one was actually the uh, vast majority of the time. <laughs> that is correct. So we have covered those two challenges. And if you would like to listen to them, please revisit our podcast page, the5options.com5 as a number, and you can get that part one. However, the next two episodes uh, are dedicated to our listeners. That's why we decided to make a break from solving these challenges that we have come up with and solve an actual challenge that came up from our listener. Yes, because all the other shows, they are not dedicated to our listeners at all. (laughs) It's us rambling (laughs) about our life. No, but uh, the thing is that we have received a challenge Mm -hmm. and then we have also received a number of questions from our followers and uh, listeners and friends of the show. And the episode with the questions you were able to listen to last week. And today we are focusing on the challenge. Yes. So should we just like get crazy and go for it? Yes, let's get crazy and go for the challenge of the week. Superman music. challenging challenge of the week. Was that like a secret uh, message that the challenge comes from Supermoon? I am not sure. I think it could have been a shameless uh, pun just to like remember, uh, re- remind people that there is something that is called super moon music. Or it could have been Dennis and his naughty little fingers pressing the wrong button. We'll never know. We will never know. We will never know. But now... We had the right jingle and we do have a challenge. Marta, do we know from whom the challenge is coming from? Actually, I will be, uh, I will tell you something, guys. The challenge comes from someone that is a friend of the show. Okay. However, that person really wanted to stay uh, anonymous. 
Okay. And therefore, I have given the name Leslie. Leslie? Yes. Like Leslie Nielsen? No, like Leslie Parrish. Who is Leslie Parrish? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know? I don't know who is Leslie Nielsen, so <laughs> we are even... <laughs> Well, Leslie Nielsen is a great actor uh, that was playing in Naked Gun. Um, okay, I am alone here. Denise, have you ever seen Naked Gun? I have seen Naked Gun. You did? Yes. Who is Leslie Parrish? Did you invent that? No. It's a, <laughs> it's a character in a book that is called A Bridge Across Forever Bridge. of one of my favorite writers, Richard Buck. And mm -hmm. as far as I understand, if if I'm not wrong, if it's not all made up because it's a little bit kind of mixed up between the real life and fiction, it's his wife and she used to be an actress. We can Google her and then know if she's like a real person. Is that the person who sent us the challenge? No, <laughs> that's just a name, Leslie. You asked me why Leslie and I said because of Leslie Parrish. Mm. Yeah, she exists. Okay. She is an American actress and she's beautiful. Whoa, look at her. Okay, uh, listen uh, to us, our dear anonymous uh, uh, challenge provider. Uh, for this hour, you have taken an identity of an extremely attractive, gorgeous woman. So if you are a guy, then uh, enjoy it. And also I will tell you that apart from she's a really beautiful actress and uh, writes amazing books uh, together with her husband, she's also an activist, an environmentalist, a writer and a producer. So not bad. Not bad at all. Not, not bad. bad at all. But we got a little bit sidetracked here. Surprise, surprise. No, that never let's, happens. Uh, let's go ahead and read the challenge. Mm -hmm. Because nothing, nothing in this world is right now interesting unless it's related to pandemic. The challenge is... I thought that you start to think nothing compares to you. And I'm like, Marta, nothing, nothing. And I was like, I was ready to take this compliment and it did not happen. But, uh, but uh, guys, I, I I will be honest with you, Marta. You are uh, you are right. It's uh, very difficult to create a content that is um, interesting people uh, outside of the realm realm of pandemic. And I have uh, read some articles and uh, look at some statistics. And averagely, twenty uh, percent of uh, podcast uh, downloads have uh, yeah they dropped twenty percent since the pandemics. Uh, so I would say it's a difficult time for people uh, working with podcasts and maybe at, well, at the radio, not necessarily. If you are providing coronavirus updates, then probably people are listening. Yeah, so we decided to um, go with the spirit of our times. Yes. <clears throat> so here it comes. The whole pandemic situation has been going on for a while now, and I am really struggling to find myself in this situation. The information from mainstream media and politics just does not add up. And it's often so contradictory that it just makes no logical sense. I see videos of anyone questioning mainstream strategies disappearing, even when the video comes from doctors proposing for the medical community to come together to become better at treating the COVID-19 patients. And it just scares me. 
How can freedom of speech be violated such a big time and how come no one is doing anything about that? I see friends sharing their concerns about their kids being frightened to go to school because other kids come too close to them. When the risk for a child dying from COVID-19 is way lower than from riding a bike or even getting a regular season flu. I feel very confused about what is really going on. I feel overwhelmed, emotionally affected, often depressed. And the worst of all is that I don't feel free to say what I think. How the hell do I find myself in all that mess and thrive? So... <sighs> that is a tough challenge, I have to say. Uh, and I have to say that I'm not surprised that the person wanted to stay anonymous. Yeah, that's that's the main thing that um, I can... If the person is already struggling the most with being able to speak her, Leslie's mind, mm-hmm. I can understand why she would like to stay anonymous in that Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also curious why I didn't got that challenge and you did. Maybe I'm not trustworthy. I think it was just uh, probably... Well, first of all, I uh, will make an official statement. <laughs> <laughs> Anna is trustworthy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I only seem to be crazy. I'm she really also rational. Is, she also is crazy. <laughs> why are you spoiling a perfectly good statement? You are crazy. That's a fact. And uh, we can take this example later when mm-hmm. we are talking about how to recognize the truth. Okay. So, okay. okay. Well, I really understand uh, the challenge and I have to say that I recognize parts of it for myself too. Mm-hmm. I recognize it for many of uh, my friends and clients with whom I have been talking in the last uh, six weeks or however it's been going on i have no idea i'm lost i don't know like is it may already so it's yeah. like yeah, yeah it first is of first of may today yeah, yeah. It's, it's like is it friday is it easter is it what is it yeah what year is what it? what year right? is it so i yeah. definitely recognize this and that's why first of all i'm grateful for that challenge and thank you so much for sharing it with us and i really hope that we can bring some insights that can be helpful for people who are struggling in those times. Yeah. So not to shock you, because I think we have enough shock in this life. Mm-hmm. I have prepared five of something. Five. Really? <laughs> yes. Five. Five areas to look at when uh, trying to find yourself in those weird times and um, and thriving, mm-hmm. because I think that's that's also the exact question. How do I find myself in all that mess and thrive? Mm -hmm. So I will just tell you what those are and then we will dig into them. So the first one is upgrade your Mm self-care. The first thing and the absolute thing is to take care of yourself really, really well. And I will come up with a cliche here. You know, the world needs you. The world needs each and every single person and we need people thriving. So taking care of yourself is absolutely the most important thing. Then the second thing we will look into is recognizing the truth. In fact, there is a lot of misleading, contradicting, crazy information out there and how to recognize your truth in it. Then we will talk about fears 
and I call it love up your fears. Probably people will think I'm crazy too now. <laughs> and the next thing is to show and share love. And the last thing will be about being creative. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, these are the five areas that we will look into. And the first one is upgrading your self-care. Mm -hmm. We have now, depending on which country we are in, we have spent eight weeks, six weeks, however many weeks in more or less lockdown, quarantine. In some countries, people are locked down completely in their apartments. They can maybe live once a week to go and buy something or maybe they don't even do that. Maybe they order food to arrive at their place. I know people who have not been leaving their houses at all. Now the time is very long. Uh, for doing that. Mm -hmm. That is okay to do a couple of weeks, but now we are starting to be in a place of couple of months. And, um, and how do you really take care of yourself in such situation? I always like to look at us humans as, let's say, as beings <laughs> that need to look at four areas mm -hmm. for the well-being. It's the physical well-being, mental well-being, emotional well-being, and spiritual well-being. So in order to be able to find yourself, in order to be able to recognize your truth and be able to do anything about that, you need to be at least in a fair level of well-being. That's why I am bringing it as the first thing. And in those times, it's not an easy thing. I mean, if you're locked down at, ho at home, even physical well-being, even, you know, doing your physical activity can be a big challenge. So here, I mean, I have seen crazy stuff uh, all the way from uh, spilling oil on the floor and uh, slippering on the with the feet like it was, uh, you know, this machine on the uh, on the gym where you yeah. like the tr the place where you just walk. Yeah. So people like spill the oil on mm -hmm. the floor so that their feet slipper on the floor so that they can keep on walking. <laughs> yes, I have seen many of those uh, videos. Uh, people are st trying to be creative. I mean, I bought an indoors trampoline. Yeah. And before it was clear whether in Denmark uh, the lockdown will be full or if we will be allowed to go outside. Uh, I've shared that here on the radio before we started to ramp up on toilet paper. We first ramped up on uh, the trampoline, trampoline and I did jump for five weeks on that trampoline. Um, and it's been extremely important for me in dealing with my own anxieties, fears and uh, taking care of my body. That was a paramount. I was just putting my favorite music and uh, and just, you know, jumping in order to uh, to take care of my body and also very much of my spirit, very much of my mental health as well. So it's very important to find whatever works for you. I mean, people like different things. Uh, some people are, I guess, you know, if you are like in a country like Denmark, you can go outside a lot. Yeah, you can spend a lot of time outside, you can run, you can do a lot of things. And it's very important. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your mental and emotional well being. Um, first of all, you mentioned here that you are, you feel overwhelmed, emotionally affected, often depressed. So I would say that in such situation, it's very important to reach out for help. 
So all the way from reaching out to friends and family, if you have some people who will not freak out, but will actually be of support, it's very important to reach out. And if you feel that it's getting too dark, reach out for professional help too. There are actually um, free services I have seen um, on Facebook that there are free services where you can call and get support. And we can include such a number for Denmark um, in, in our show notes. But it's very important not to be ashamed and simply call and ask for help if it gets too dark. And the last part, which I also always like to uh, look at, as um, I believe that we are more than our body, mind and emotions. I also believe that we are a part of a greater consciousness. And I do believe that in those crazy times, it is beneficial to reach out to whatever it is that you believe that is higher than yourself and uh, find your comfort, consolation in that. And people can do so many different things. I mean, there are religious people who can turn to God. There are people who don't have any uh, religion and are more, uh, more into uh, spirituality, non, non-religiously bound spirituality. There are some people for whom it just comes with nature going outside, hugging a tree, uh, just recognizing that you are a part of something bigger than you, meaning nature. It is very individual. But in order to thrive, in my personal view, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual, the four of them need to be in balance. If one of them is out of balance, it's very difficult to stay stay in a good well-being. And... um, Anna, question to you, and Dennis, you can also prepare. <laughs> that question will come to Mentally, you. Mentally, physically, how and spiritually. You, how do you take care of your well-being in those difficult times? Well, Marta, as you mentioned, we are in Denmark. Here, the lockdown uh, rules are not so strict. So actually, we are able to leave the house if we if we want to. Uh, and it's not limited only to going to a shop. You can go for a walk. You can go for a run. Uh, you can basically, I don't know how it is in Aarhus right now, but in Vila, basically the, the city is open. The only closed places right now are the restaurants and uh, the shopping mall, although I would say shopping mall uh, for a Danish uh, reality because uh, it's not a ginormous shopping mall, but it's also closed and the cinema. The rest of, 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 of the life around starts to go back to normal, I would say. However, before we had everything closed and uh, yet we still could leave the house. So I actually was going outside. You know, I have a small baby, so I actually do have to go for a walk with her. And uh, going for a walk, and we were going for long walks. We were going to the seaside, we were going in the forest. Uh, So I was definitely going out and I have to tell you something, guys, that actually when you are in nature for a longer time and I will not make a super spiritual, um, you know, uh, thing out of it right now, I will just say when you are in nature, there is something very strange happening, at least with me. Especially now that we are on the brink of two seasons. So we are uh, leaving the winter behind and we are entering the spring. Being in a, in a forest or uh, at the seaside and hearing birds uh, singing 
and uh, seeing how the leaves are getting green and all of those things uh, gives personally me some sort of tranquility because I realized that the world is spinning as it was. Things are going through. They are, um, it's like I forget about this whole virus thing when I'm in the nature because there is no effect on nature. Um, everything is exactly as it was and it's beautiful. So I believe this is a double benefit because not only you actually do get some fresh air and sunlight, which is very important for us humans. We are actually not a species that is supposed to be closed, locked down in cubicons. We are supposed to. We, that's how we evolved. We were always outside. So not only physically this is good, but also mentally, I believe, because you can also gain some sort of a perspective and also forget about the things that are ho happening in our world. And our world is, uh, is, uh, it seems to be a very dangerous place. But when you go to the forest, of course, you know, if you have some fears like, okay, the wolf will attack me, I get it. You might be a tiny bit afraid. But when you are in a forest and there are just like frogs and, and, and little mice or whatever, it, it all looks normal and beautiful and there is a, a very calming effect for people to, to be grounded and see, okay, not everything is falling apart. Actually, only our human realm is falling apart. The rest stays there so you can ground yourself in that reality. Um, so that's definitely that thing. And then another thing, I was making some kind of a news and social media detox from time to time, although I believe I started to be more resistant uh, to many of the news I'm reading. Uh, but if you are a type of a person that is getting scared easily, and if you uh, see that while you read more and more and more, you feel more confused, more helpless, and, and uh, more scared, maybe it's a good idea to turn off TV and, and stop just listening to the news for a while. Because I really don't believe that if you will not see the news, something big will pass you by. Uh, it, things will happen if you are or are not reading the news. So if you see that you are extremely sensitive for this type of a... Um, you know, um, information, maybe it's good to, and I know, I know personally people who consciously decided to avoid news because they were like, enough, enough. The, it's like, especially that, I'm sorry to say, but uh, some of the mainstream media, especially newspapers are doing so many click bait articles, titles, and um, there is really no point to just add to your own psychosis. So that would definitely be something that I would advise. I was doing that myself sometime and uh, yeah, I was forgetting that coronavirus exists. Mm. What about you, Dennis? How are you taking care of yourself? Um, by following uh, Anna's example and not watching the news, for example. I, I rarely watch the news on TV. They do have a tendency and no matter what kind of media they they focus on something that it, it has a name now clickbait but it, it's always been there it's just how, how to get true. a scoop 
and how do you get a scoop? And right now it's body bags and it's uh, it's it it's things that do scare a lot of people. So mm-hmm. you, you have to you have to realize that okay, we have a pandemic. It's not the black plague. People are dying, but it, not like twenty percent of the world's population like previous really 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 serious pandemics. So turn off the news and be real. Go to the forest. Relax. Yeah, it, I, it'll pass. I do find it myself also that mm-hmm. you can actually recog- you can exercise the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual balance in a forest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Turn off social media. Yeah. Turn off the news. I mean, it, there's nothing happening today that you weren't told yesterday. It's just numbers now. And one day when it's all over, you'll know. Yeah. So there's really mm-hmm. no need for everybody to follow it every step of the way and know exactly how many people died today and exactly how many people were tested today and all the, the, the political riffraff around surrounding it. It's, it's really irrelevant. And mm-hmm. it only adds to stress. And it only adds to division because there's media and there's right-wing media and left-wing media and center media and, and polar opposites. Mm-hmm. And if, if you listen to it as, as dogma, you will just get a divided population. And I think that this is a very good place to move from here to the second mm-hmm. point, which was about recognizing the truth. Mm-hmm. Because... That's so true what you, Dennis, said. If you start listening to news and follow some politically related news, you will find out that there is still quite a lot of differentiation. <laughs> oh, quite, quite, quite a lot of. <laughs> and quite, you know, also depending on the country yes. where the medical or political advice come from. I mean, all the way from like Sweden. We are not doing any lockdown and we are just following common sense and, uh, you know, we are trusting people to take care of themselves and so on mm-hmm. to all the way to Spain or Italy where we are locking everyone down and no one is allowed to leave or even China like the news were saying that the door were cemented so that people don't go out of the mm-hmm. of their houses. So, you know, already there the strategies differ quite a lot. And then additionally, we all know that YouTube and Facebook have um, started to delete anything that is, in, I, I guess, in their opinion, because I don't even know how they do uh, it. I, I will tell you how they do it. So basically, both Facebook and YouTube and Google, because that affects also the search, uh, have made a statement where they said that they will remove any uh, misinformation about the pandemic and by misinformation they treat any uh, statements that go against World Health Organization official position. That's basically their premise. So if someone says something that is not aligned with what World Health Organization is saying this week because they changed their mind, and they changed their statement. So basically, only World Health Organization has a right to be wrong. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I see it. Because 
um, they are only humans and the new things are coming out every week. So basically they have already contradicted their own statements dozens of times. But that's that's how the decisions are made. And uh, the premise is that uh, misinformation could uh, lead to um, the danger of safety and the assessment is done based on how dangerous the, the information can be and how many people could hear or read that information. Uh, that's how they make their assessment of what to take down. That's why, for instance, small uh, small creators are not taken down yet because they don't even bother yet or they actually assess that this person, let's say, have 10,000 views. That's not really dangerous. But if someone has 2 million views, then they consider that dangerous. And the danger level is based on their assumption of what would happen if those people would follow the advices in that specific video or, um, yeah, or, or article. Mm -hmm. So basically what we know is that even, even now where we have strict censorship that is following World Health Organization, we know that their truth keeps on changing yes. all the time. Yes. And that shows us that there is not one truth. That we are learning, that we are growing, we are making mistakes. And in all that, I do not believe that there is a possibility where there could be one truth that everyone could believe in. I do believe that the truth is something that people in those times need to find in themselves. And now let's talk about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. How do you find what is true to you? Well, first of all, you need to trust yourself. You need to trust yourself that you are an intelligent being that has a brain uh, that you were going. That's a prerequisite. Yes, that you are going to school, mm -hmm. that you were learning stuff. You were learning stuff from different areas. You are not an expert in many areas, right? But you have the capacity to think and you also have the capacity to feel. So in my opinion, it is the alignment between your thinking, your mental level and your feeling, your emotional level, your intuition that will tell you what is your truth. And we have had that largely discussed in taking the decisions in, uh, in those challenges related to taking the decisions. But basically, you need to allow yourself some breathing space. So now you have read a lot of different uh, I don't know, heard different news, read different articles. You have seen, uh, apparently you have seen some slightly dangerous content since it was taken down. Uh, I'm using uh, slightly my um, sarcasm here. Yeah. In uh, case someone yeah. has not noticed, but you have now seen information from different sources. And now you need to recognize what is your truth. The only way to do that is really to give yourself space and time, shut down all the computers, laptops, TVs, newspapers, whatever, and go to that forest, <laughs> if you can, hopefully you can, mm -hmm. and give yourself one hour, two hours, walk around, look at the nature, and then sit down in quiet, 
take 5, 10, 15, 55 if you need to, deep breaths and simply start, you know, meditating on it. And I use here meditation not in a sense of highly spiritual, you know, connection with the universe. I mean reflecting, sitting Mm -hmm. in quiet, allowing your thoughts to flow and simply start, you know, looking around and feel into what do you believe is the truth for you. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only way to feel in peace in this world if you are holding your own truth. There is so much contradictory advice. Um, Even if you are in one country and you are trying to follow the advice that is coming from this one country, I was talking to a friend working in a kindergarten and she says, so I work there. And we are allowed to come if we have someone uh, sick with coronavirus at home. We can come and we are hugging the kids and so on. But, the, you know, but then we are expecting the kids not to touch each other, <laughs> the, the, the little humans who are actually maybe incapable of uh, taking that. I mean, that makes not that much logical sense for some people, right? For some people, it, it apparently must have sense because uh, it came out as a... Um, yeah, as a set of rules. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, like you need to sit down and find out, okay, what is that it makes sense for me? What's my truth in it? And the other part of it is to learn how to recognize in the truth in what's actually given to us or written in different articles and so on. And uh, Anna, maybe you would feel like giving a couple of tips on how to read an article. You have already said it to me, so yeah. don't look so surprised. It's it's not to give like an amazing, you know, yeah. uh, but you, you tell me, you tell me in normal, in our normal conversation, how you take an article, how you read it and how you recognize, you know, what kind of details you look into to be able to recognize the truth in that article. Okay, so basically, I will just refer to a short story. I don't have this article on hand, but I will um, I will attach it to our show notes. A couple of days ago, as you maybe remember from our previous program, I was invited to the group that was called My Child Will Not Become a Guinea Pig for COVID-19, right? And this is a group created by parents who are against sending their children to um, nurseries, kindergarten and to school. Those are worried parents. Some of them are way worried than others. And unfortunately, uh, in parts, that group that I believe was created for comfort and exchanging opinions and maybe for some social action to actually send a petition to the government to stop the school uh, opening, that group became also a, a kind of a little universe of a bit of a psychosis. Because parents are posting things that they have found out on Internet, right? And that is just an invitation to a disaster if people are only reading the titles. So one of the most commonly shared article in the past three days, and that article was shared from different sources and uh, it was exactly the same article. I don't know if you know how newspapers work, but 
Reuters, for instance, reports something and everyone pretty much copies the same thing. And then you see it in Guardian, Independent and all it's it's copy paste almost literally up till the, the sentence. Right. So it was reported that the, the doctors in UK have uh, set the alert because some of the children uh, got some inflammation, um, serious inflammation of the immunity system. Uh, which uh, can cause uh, can be caused by COVID nineteen, and I believe some of them uh, died. And now the parents started to post this article maniacally, proving that look, our children are dying. When you open this article, you will read that there were a few children that have got immunological reaction, which was diarrhea and stomachache. And those children uh, were uh, tested for COVID-19. We don't know how many children we are talking about. It was written a few, which can be three, 10, but probably not more than 10 because it was a few. Among those children, some of them had COVID-19, some of them didn't have COVID-19. But doctors were alerted to just have an eye on this because it could be related, although the test that is at this moment the most reliable thing we have, I'm not saying it's in itself universally reliable, but that's the most reliable thing we have. The, the test showed that uh, half of those kids were not having COVID-19, which in itself should undermine the whole thesis that this is connected to COVID-19 because diarrhea and stomachache can be caused by so many things, especially in children, like rotavirus. Actually, this is quite common, right? And it's written there, but it's written, of course, in the last two paragraphs that actually the PCR test showed negative results in half of the children and the doctors would like to underline that we are talking about a few cases. And parents are taking this and they are panicking because the title is COVID-19 now is causing severe uh, um, damages and death at children in UK. And the funny thing is that even in article they are writing maybe, possibly, there could be. They are doing this on purpose because no newspaper can write that this is true because they know that this is unethical. They are still sticking to the rules, but people are somehow omitting those words. Possibly, maybe even in science, possibly means nothing. You didn't prove anything. Possibly, I don't know, possibly this or possibly that. This is, this is, called, this is called a philosophy. Maybe this, maybe that. It could be, it could not be. This is not science. This is an alert that was put to doctors. Keep an eye on this because maybe we have something there. And it was taken to a whole new level. So basically, when you are seeing this kind of uh, title that speaks to our worst fears, because now we are talking about our children. Mm -hmm. And now we were like, hey, children are safe. And now we are seeing this. Now kids are dying. Mm -hmm. It's very important to, it's actually better to read that kind of article with cold eyes and look for all the maybe, possibly, and look and read through the last paragraphs to see uh, how many 
we are talking about and do the, were they actually tested positive? That, that's, that's pretty much the deal breaker in a science world that is a deal breaker. Those children don't have COVID-19, half of them. This can be any of hundreds of different viruses for children. Really, this can be a rotavirus. So I, I'm sorry that I'm getting emotional because I'm getting emotional not even because of the press or I'm not getting emotional because the parents were not, you know, throughout enough to read it. I'm I'm worried and I'm upset because those parents are really afraid. They are really afraid. And a parent that is afraid, home locked with children, do you think that your kid doesn't see that you are slightly panicking? Yeah. That that's why it upsets me. And uh, but I can understand that parents also don't have time. If you are locked home with children, you read just a title. You you don't have time to sit and read the whole article and understand it with an open mind. Especially if you have already a story in your head, everything you will read will confirm that story. That's how our, our brain works, right? So if there are people who are thinking the di- the virus is deadly, they will find in that article everything that will confirm that narrative. If there are people who are, for instance, believing that this is all bullshit, they will look for any single thing that can prove their narrative. That's how we humans work. That's yeah. why, you know, going, as you said, forest, whatever, field, bathtub, if you cannot leave, and just staying a little bit, you know, alone, and, and just like, okay, open your mind, just just calm down, relax, you know, because we we have this tendency as human beings to reconfirm the stories we told ourselves and it's very difficult to break through Uh, please be mindful about this i will stop now marta yeah we will stop now and we will use this uh, i mean we will not (laughs) stop stop now but we will use this opportunity to uh, this time really smoothly move towards the next point because the next point is about fears Mm-hmm. So this uh, this goes very well. So in order to recognize the truth, take a couple of mental steps back when you're reading something like that and open your mind to really validate the information that mm-hmm. you are reading, uh, which if you had a standard amount of education, you should be able to do. You just need to remind yourself to read it in this kind of way. And second of all, Give yourself space and time for your wisdom, both coming from your mental intellectual level and your uh, intuition to tell you what is the truth for you. And now the next part is about fears. Mm -hmm. I called it love up your fears or feel your fears. So I am by now really good friends with my fears. And this time is the best time we have seen in many, many years where we can really look at the fear. This is bombarding us all over the place. We are afraid of the virus. We are afraid of other humans. Uh, We can clearly see that uh, how people are afraid, you know, to be one meter away from another human in a shop and are just, you know, going around. Uh, People are not looking each other in in their eyes, you know, there is a lot of fear right now and it's happening on the world. So I was also very afraid. 
uh, when that whole thing started to happen, when it was not clear what's happening, when we only heard from China. And, uh, you know, we all know we cannot trust the information from China. <laughs> so basically, I was quite afraid of that. Then I was really afraid of being in a lockdown. It was really scary for me that someone can forbid me from going outside of my house. That was for some reason for me right away, much more scary than the virus itself. I was really, really, really scared of that. Mm -hmm. uh, it scares me that we are not allowed to speak our opinion. I will say that. So there are there are many, many things. But when we are talking about the situation right now, the fear that many of us need to look into the eye is the actual fear of disease and dying. Because That's this is fear. where it all starts, that everything is exactly born on that fear, that fear of dying and of having a disease. If that fear would disappear, none of this would be happening right now. Yeah. So basically, I used to be a person, and Anna knows that very well, I used to be extremely afraid of dying. Mm -hmm. like, like any thought of someone could get sick close to me or me dying or someone close to me dying was the worst. Like I guess to many, many people. To many people is like the worst thing that you can imagine. And I started to work with it for the last few years. And I am like, I am going to die. That's this one certain thing in this life. That's the one thing we know for sure. Not even taxes, because you can be creative here. Not even taxes are so sure. That is the only thing that is sure. Yes. And I am, of course, I don't want to die now. Of course, I still want to live many years. And of course, I would never want any of my close ones to die. It's not to say that now I am like, oh, let's die and everyone can <laughs> die around me, you know, and I don't give a shit. It's not about this. It's about having, I, I call it a healthy level of acceptance mm -hmm. that we are all going to die. And in Western society, we are so scared of death because that doesn't go for everywhere. It, it's not everywhere in the world that people are so scared of death. I was rec uh, recently reading a book where they were talking about a community, a society, long time ago, I don't remember how they were called, where in that place, people were not celebrating birthdays at all. When the birthday was happening, people were compassionate because that's when the soul is coming from another plane, mm -hmm. which is probably much more uh, loving than what we know here on Earth and is now experiencing the separation from that source. So when a human is being born and then, you know, birthdays later on either, it is a moment to be compassionate because mm -hmm. that being needs a lot of love and compassion to find in this world. So the families were surrounded with love and compassion, but no one was celebrating birthdays. People were celebrating death. Okay. Because now is the great thing to celebrate. Now the human has come to this plane, has learned everything they needed to learn, and finally now they can the finally prison, yeah. go have peace. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, what if we humans got it completely <laughs> wrong? What, like, just playing with that thought. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying now to start celebrating and being happy about, you know, people dying. But I'm like, what if we got it wrong? What if it is really this way that it's actually harder to be here <laughs> than not to be here? I don't know how many people are right now, you know, um, and, and also it comes at the same time with actually living your life. Because I think to myself, the biggest fear of dying for myself has been that I haven't really lived my life. That because of being so scared of so many things, and I'm writing the whole book about it, how I was scared of everything. Being so scared of freaking everything has been freaking polluting my life. I was so scared of dying because I was not actually living my life. So, of course, I was scared of dying if I didn't get to live yet. So, basically, basically what I'm saying is... uh, You know, along with recognizing your truth, like start befriending the death, you know, like no one is saying to like get ready for dying because, you know, there is huge pandemics and everyone is dying, get ready for dying and resign. It's all the opposite. It's recognizing that no matter what, you will die one day. I mean, I always think about my father, you know, he he was trying to quit smoking so long, you know, he mm-hmm. was struggling and he didn't want to die because of smoking and so on. And then a weird disease comes and a healthy man that wasted maybe the last year of enjoying his smoke uh, dies with <laughs> a weird disease. I mean, that's really brutal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the ones who stayed here. <laughs> I think he's fine, you know, mm-hmm. wherever he is really right now. Of course, we were really in pain and suffering when he died and We are suffering when our close one die, but isn't it easier and better and more loving and more compassionate towards ourselves if we just accept it and embrace it and just befriend it just a little bit so that it's not like the worst enemy and it's not the worst thing that can happen. I think the worst thing maybe is to live in this way of being so afraid of dying. But what do you guys think about my crazy... (laughs) That's not crazy. My crazy take on. Is it something that is even possible to bring a little bit more of that into life? Is it helpful? I believe it's completely helpful. And actually, when you say that, you are reminding me of one of my all-time favorite songs, uh, which is, I had to Google the name of the band because I always get it wrong. It's the Blue Oyster Club cult, and it's Don't Fear the Reaper. I love that song. It's from 70s and it has a very long uh, guitar riff. So that's for people who like music. But basically in the song you have a lyrics like seasons don't fear the reaper nor the wind, the summer or rain. And um, that always was somehow vibrating with me because I realized that we are probably the only element of nature on this planet that is afraid of that. Everything passes, seasons passes, the trees are losing their leaves and they, then they are reborn again. I know that when you see animals who are attacked, at the, there is a survival, but I don't believe there is fear. We are probably the only species here that is so fixated on the idea of that. I don't know if, uh, of course, I cannot talk with a squirrel or a wolf or a cat, but um, 
I, I really think we are fixated to the level. We are trying to prolong our lives, uh, hoping that we will be able to freeze ourselves and then maybe they will fix us in the future. Or uh, we are willing to take a lot of different um, medications and, and just sustain ourselves, sustain ourselves, sustain ourselves, not to die, not to die, not to die. Uh, and I think that comes from the fact that we are really afraid of what's on the other side. And that might be connected with different things. One of the things I believe it's still a consequence of certain religions that were introduced uh, thousands of years ago, including a Christian religion that has a belief that there is a hell and there is a heaven. And if you are a naughty person, then you will go to hell. And I believe the fear of that was amplified by uncertainty on how God will judge me once I'm dead. Will I have to go to purg purgatory for, let's say, uh, thousands of years? We, we cannot even grasp the concept of, of infinity, right? So that that fear of, of, of us going into some dark, lonely, horrible place after that, I think that fear has somehow uh, conditioned our relationship with that because you are right there are cultures in this world that don't have this um, notion of, uh, of 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 hell for instance they have a notion of let's say reincarnation and they are way more aligned with a thought that that is just a next stage into something new if you believe in that kind of continuity and if you see yourself as a part of a huge system that is dying and getting rebirth again and again, I believe you are more grounded in the idea of how naturally life and existence on this planet goes. But if you are in a concept like, a, let's say, religion, when you are being feared into believing that if you are not up to some standards as a human being, you will be punished severely either in her or purgatory, then I am not surprised that many people are afraid of dying. That's okay. my opinion. Uh, I will just ask you, Dennis, how much time we have left so that I know. Six minutes. Six, mi six minutes. Okay. So to sum up, the worst fear that comes, the worst feeling that comes is from actually resisting the fear, from not facing your fear, resisting it is that thing that just multiplies the fear, that thing that gets you extremely anxious, insomniac, and uh, going to some sort of massive psychosis. If you would like to hear more about that topic, we can make a whole uh, program about fear itself. So our listeners, if you would like to hear more about that, we will be happy to Our talk Christianity, about that because more. apparently I'm an expert now. <laughs> So the next point, I will take it very uh, quickly. It's about showing and sharing love. One of the things that I have noticed in those times is that people can easily get very angry with other people mm -hmm. because people are afraid. And if someone is, uh, you know, not behaving in a safe way uh, and, you know, comes close to me, you know, is putting me in danger. So this can really call for some angry behaviors and uh, and and we see that happening in many yeah, places. Yeah, I personally got scrammed at yeah. uh, on the street. Yeah. So, by, by a lady. So what I would like to say is you know, every many people are afraid right now. Many people are struggling with this situation in so many different ways. And what I find the most helpful is always 
assume best intention. If there is someone coming close to you, better assume that that person does not see well. And that's actually the case that one of our friends of the show that was uh, here, Martin Bond, he was mm -hmm. here, the guy that is losing his sight slowly, he only has 4% of vision. He actually does not see people around him. And he has had people, you know, getting very anxious around him. And it's better to assume that the person that comes closer to you, they may look healthy. They may look normal. They may not seem to have any problem with their sight and they might be coming close to you. Assume better that they have a challenge, an issue, that something is actually causing that behavior. Because if you assume that someone has good intentions and is simply making an error, mistake, or has a challenge issue that cannot see you, you can approach it with compassion. And instead of screaming at this kind of person, if you really believe that is dangerous for you, if someone is coming close to you, you can approach that person with compassion and say, hey, you know, uh, would you mind going away one meter from me? I don't feel safe. So I just wanted to give you this. People are afraid. People have mental issues. People have emotional issues. People have physical issues. And getting angry at them does not help. So just imagine that every person that is coming too close to you or behaving in any way that is not congruent with, you know, <laughs> response to your safety, mm -hmm. assume that they actually have a reason for that and approach them with compassion. I hope this is helpful. I know that this is a very short way to put it. And the last point in all that to you, dear Leslie, is about being creative. And when finding yourself and finding a way to thrive in this world, it is really important to be creative. And those things that you mentioned about, you know, not being able to speak your truth and so on. I mean, we come from Poland where there were many years where censorship was there and when you were not allowed to speak any kind of opinion that was not aligned with the political opinion. It were the people of the arts. These were the writers, the filmmakers, the singers. They were the only one whom, through their creativity, were able to actually send a message mm -hmm. to the world. Sure. So being creative all the way from using your own talents and using your own uh, ways to help yourself work with your emotions, your fears, your mental level, using your creativity to meet people. I don't know. I've heard people who meet over the fence because someone in the family has birthday. You cannot meet uh, yeah. so many people. You can go outside of the house, but you cannot meet people meet over the fence, you know, um, so they can at least see each other and they can have this human contact. Being creative artistically, being creative in the way you read the news, being creative in the way you get in contact with other people, being creative in your kitchen, <laughs> being creative in the way you do sport, that's really something that can save you in that mad world, I believe. Very well said, Marta. Very well said. Uh, Denise, are we uh, approaching the end of our show? Yes. Yes. How much time do we have? About a minute. About a minute. Can I say something at the end? Regardless of what you think and what other people think, regardless of 
of different views on what this virus is and all of those things. I believe it's important to remember that we as humans, we want the same thing. We want to be healthy. We want to be happy. Uh, we want to feel safe. Um, we want to feel love. We want to feel, um, uh, I don't know, joy, fulfillment. We all actually want the same thing. And although we might have differences, we actually have the same goal. And I think it's really important to remember that. Because if we have the same goal, we can work out the rest. Yeah, always look at what we have in common and not what we have. What is the opposite? Not in common. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you bye. very much. Bye-bye. really look like, visit our website, thefiveoptions.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks. <laughs>